Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe, purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Today, we're going to talk about the real estate algorithm and really just give you an an inside, kind of an in-depth update as to really just what's happening right now in the market, because oh I know goodness. that it's... Not another equation. Do we have to talk about an equation? Not an equation, but it's something that a lot of our clients and a lot of folks and people that we're kind of surrounding ourselves with are, you know, asking us daily or it's just, it's a hot topic right now. So we just wanted to be sure to cover it. Some of those conversations that are happening, right? And if we can, I I think it's always good to use that mile marker or that that baseline as the pandemic, right? The pandemic, we've seen interest rates at two, three percent. It was hot. Everybody was jumping. Everybody said, once we seen what the early adopters were doing and the laggers were coming, it was just a hot market continuing. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, or maybe six months later, we see a spike in interest. And it jumps up to about four and a half, five. And I think today we're sitting at almost five, five and a half, close to six. And we just got news that it's going to jump to seven. So I just want to talk about that algorithm for a second that Brittany is talking about, right? When we see the interest rates are at a a two, what were some of those commonalities we were experiencing? Oh my goodness, it's a great time to buy. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense for me. Or I'm going to do whatever I can at all costs to get in right now. And then we see that jump to 4.5 and then that commonality or the conversation turns to, I'm just going to wait for the market to crash again. Maybe I'll just wait till next year. And now we're sitting at five, 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 eight, and that conversation is still happening. And all along, what has continued to take place is houses have continued to sell, sell, sell. And those houses have been snatched up that we were like, wait, that house went for 50000 below asking? That, that, that buyer got, received a credit of ten to 12000 towards their closing costs? So when we're talking about the, the real estate algorithm or what, what Brittany referenced as a real estate algorithm, because if you know me, I don't like math and I don't want to talk equations, but the algorithm, what is it? Do not wait to buy real estate. Buy it, hold, and wait and watch how that number exponentially grows for you. And I think that's what's important to understand right now, right? Because we talked about a few episodes of, my goodness, was it marry the house date to rate when we talked mm-hmm. about like, hey, just get in and then the you can rate. always refinance when you find something that works. But the problem, I think, the problem when we're talking about the algorithm is we don't see the home as any other investment that we're doing, right? We're always shopping for the discounts at the grocery store. Or when it comes to clothes, we're always shopping, you know, Nordstrom's Rack. I want to get it for the discount. I don't want to give full price. And that's totally understandable, right? And that makes sense. 
But if you've paid attention to the real estate market for the past 40 years, it's been on an upward trajectory except for a couple of dips that have happened. One being 2008, the next one being the pandemic. And then I think there was the dot-com dip, but it didn't really impact that housing market as much nationally. When we talk about buy real estate and wait, we're, we're, we're banking on what the last 30, 40, 50 years of real estate has done. And for me, historically, that data is enough to tell me, you know what? Interest rates have been at 8% before. I believe my parents, your parents have bought at an 18, 19% interest rate. Do we agree with it? No. But the goal is get in. And then once you get into your property, your home, whether it's your first home or your second home, you can begin that process of adjusting. You can begin the process of waiting for that interest rate to take a dip, refinance, so you can lock in at a new number. And I think that's what's important right now to understand about the real estate algorithm. You know, instead of just clicking online on the big three while you're at your lunch break, I highly encourage you to take a step back and say, what is it going to take for this dream to become a reality? And I think what's important to kind of also cover is that, you know, the, the caveat to it all is, well, I should say it like this. Drell and I, you know, our team, we cover Northern California. Uh, more more so, we, we really cover the Bay Area. And the Bay Area is just a market within itself, right? Um, a lot of a lot of our clients, you know, have those conversations of hopes of the market dipping, and it might in some areas of California, but the Bay Area has consistently, time and time again, shown that it is one of the most desirable areas to live in California. So with that, regardless if we do see a market drastically crash or if we do see some other factors, it's not going to essentially hit and we're not going to see the ramifications of what might be a traditional market crash in the Bay Area because it's so highly desired for folks to live. Another point that I want to touch on is inventory Mm -hmm. because, you know, during the pandemic, for instance, interest rates were very low. Buyer competition was incredibly high. Like we've spoke about before, there were 30, 40 plus offers on one home. The lack of inventory was very, very low, right? And now what we're seeing the opposite is, yep, those interest rates have risen a little bit, but the inventory is still low. So what we're seeing now is our clients who are buyers on some homes, we're the only offer. On other homes, maybe it's three to five people, which in my mind is a lot easier to compete against as opposed to 30 to 40 people on a home. So the way I think about it, the way we explain it and encourage our clients is you've really just got to pick your poison. Do you want to buy at a low interest rate and pay a higher purchase price? Or do you want to buy at a higher interest rate and pay a lower purchase price? And there's ways that you can adjust that price, right? Buy down points, whatever the case may be. But uh, Brittany brought up a great point and I just wanted to highlight something. Yes, that's for buyers. And just as uh, we educate our sellers, we're letting our sellers know, like we just went on a listing appointment and we're preparing them. Do not have the expectations that were set last year. Right now, I want you to be prepared. It is our goal. It is our goal to find a buyer for your property in two to three weeks. But we have to mentally prepare 
for our property to be on the market for 30 days and then closing at about that 45-day point. Why do we say this? Because we want to tamper expectations a little bit. We want to get to that realistic understanding of what's happening right now and the market stabilization. But now let's go back to what we're talking about, that real estate algorithm. And I'm just going to use what we have to hopefully put it in perspective. Brittany and I bought our property for 270 in 2018, I believe. In 2018, we were like, dude, it's dope. We were just an hour outside the Bay Area. It's, we'll make it work. You know, let's figure it out. And now what has happened what has happened in this area or with the market? The property shot up in value to about 470. And now with the market stabilizing in this past month, few weeks or a month or so, we should say, maybe two or three months, I would say it's been stabilizing. It's dropped down just a little under 450, which that's understandable, right? We can't jump or react or get emotional when we see the, the spike, the hike, or the deep drops, right? And I wouldn't necessarily classify a $20,000 drop in value that bad. Why? Because that's not money in our pocket. I don't know if that makes sense, but in my mind, it makes sense. I really want to highlight for four years, we have seen this property grow grow, grow. And even if we were to sell right now at 450, our mortgage is just at 236, 235, let's say for round numbers. This is why we're talking about the real estate algorithm. You get in, you buy your home and you sit and wait. Our parents, your grandparents, they stayed in their home for 20, 30 years. And I'm not saying, you know, we need to do what, what that demographics was doing, what they were doing with their lives. But what I am saying is, we have to come to some sense that it's not going to be a, I, let me see if I can make 300000 next year. You know, get into the home, personalize it, make it your touch, get comfortable with the payments, and plan accordingly. And now when you get to year four or five, come up for air. Take a look at what the market's doing. Take a look at what your home is doing. If your family has expanded, now we can actually look at that number and say, hey, I think we need to sell to go into something larger. And that's why it's so important to give yourself that opportunity because that equity, that equity you now have becomes the booster to get the bigger home in the desired location you want. Mm -hmm. And I think what Gerald's mentioning with, you know, sellers right now of having essentially a realistic mindset you know, in preparation of selling their home or what the proceeds that they want to walk away with a home. Of course, our goal in representing you is to always get you the most value for your home. But I do think that a lot of sellers are also being very strategic yeah. right now. And we've seen that in their next move, hmm. right? Whereas for no, nobody um, had expected the pandemic to happen. Nobody, you know, prepared for it. It just kind of came out of the blue and blindsided everyone. Yeah. So sellers were saying, "Oh, I'm just going to sell and I'm just going to move somewhere." You know, and they might not have even had an intention to sell. But mm. I think right now the sellers that are selling, they're more strategic in their approach, and they have a specific plan in place that they've said, "This is what we want to do for our." 
next move. And that's a great thing. I don't think we're asking any of our sellers that we speak to to just say, be okay with what you get. That's never our, our conversation. I think we just prepare for the best and the worst case scenario. And of course, in listing a home, you have to be mindful about when you put it on the market, how you're putting it on the market, how you're gaining traffic so that you can get that specific number that that seller wants, right? To get that buyer in the home. And I think just to add to that, Brittany, because you brought up a great point that made us, the listing point when we just went on, they asked a great question about, well, since the buyers are being a little bit more patient, what should we expect? And that's where we came up and said, if we know we're out there shopping, and Brittany said, how do we prepare the home? How do we market the home? How do we get the most eyes on the home possible and make sure that it's ready day one? We want the buyers to see this as their future space. So whether it's staging, decluttering, whatever the case may be, or cleaning up the front entrance area, let's do our best to take care of some of those items to upsell this thing for the family that's going to be coming in or the individual. And I just want to quickly mention as well is that we've might have said this before, buyers have and always buy off of emotion. And what that means is when they walk into the home, they're considering if they want to purchase it or not based on the feeling that they get. Does this feel like this could one day be their home? Does it feel, you know, does it have these necessary aspects? Whatever that buyer has and what feels like essentially home to them, they always buy off of emotion. And that's not to isolate anyone because that's the same thing we experienced. When we came across that property, Brittany and I walked the property, we took a look at the backyard, and the first thing we said to each other is, this feels like home or we can make home, right? And that's okay. But when you're talking about, right, when, when, well, I sh- the best way I can describe it is an investor. An investor doesn't need to see the property. They just need to see the math, right? That back at a napkin math, if the numbers make sense, I don't need to see the property. I know what I need to purchase. And that's that non-emotional buy. So when, when we're selling homes, right, and we're getting these things ready, we are thinking about the emotions our buyers experience via the walkthrough. Or let me start from the, the, the first step. When they first see it on the big three websites, when they share it with us, when we check it out on the MLS, and then when we walk through it, they, their, their, their five senses is automatically heightened. And what we're focusing on is making this accessible for the next family where they can vision them growing, expanding, and making this place their home. And it may sound silly, right? The way kind of we're breaking it down, but realistically, it's just society and all sales. It's all marketing. Folks buy specific clothes that they want based on the feeling that they get of how they feel like they look like in the mirror. Mm. They buy a specific car because of the feeling that it gets. So it's really just another marketing tool that when you are listing a home or you know, say we're rep- representing you to s- for the sale of your home, we have to essentially portray the specific feeling of the potential buyers walking in. A great um, example, we had a chance to sit down with our um, past clients a couple of weeks ago who we were able Absolutely to help purchase. Amazing. Yeah, love them. Last year, and they were just kind of 
breaking down the changes that they've seen recently in their neighborhood, you know, with, you know, even before they had moved in, they kind of had an idea of the area. Some areas are very family friendly. Other areas, um, you know, they're surrounded by folks who are kind of elderly, you know, it just, it varies, right? So they were just sharing a loan within their purchase in 2021 to now the drastic change that they've seen of people that are now um, owning those homes and living in those homes and more to say. So those specific agents, listing agents in that area, now that they know that information of that area is being attracted by this scope of people, they're marketing it accordingly. It is being tailored to that 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 style of people, and that's where it's so important. I do want to say I don't need marketing. Well, marketing doesn't work on me much because I'll buy the same pair of jeans and get three of them, or the same T-shirt and go get four of them because I don't need to keep up with the trends and designs. But let's get back to that real estate. But algorithm. It, it goes for anything, though, right? Yeah. I mean, think of fall coming around the corner right oh, now. Where well, okay, but, but it's a great example though. We're in September, right? I think the the pumpkin spice movement started, I think, the beginning of this month, two two weeks ago, right? Because for folks in California who have endured our our hot summers with absolutely no rain whatsoever and now our fire season, the the feeling that fall gives you with the breeze in the air, the cozy feeling that you have, that makes you excited, right? So even though it still might be 85 degrees outside yeah. there's there's in you know grocery stores pumpkin spice mix pumpkin this apple this right and people are buying it because of the feeling of oh it's it's almost around the corner you know yeah. um it's just it, it's really just marketing and i think you know even even in talking with our buyers and our sellers because another hot topic right now is I think buyers are coming with an intention or an expectation that every single home that they see on the market, that they are going to get it under. And that's not necessarily the same, granted, based on the specific area, the days on the market a home sits, et cetera. You might have a strong possibility of being the only offer on the table and getting it for under, which is a great thing. But I think, you know, something just to consider is making sure that it's the right time for you and not rushing that process, right? A lot of folks rushed into the process during the pandemic and were not prepared. And unfortunately, we're seeing the back end of that with folks who can't afford that home that they purchased, right? So it it goes both ways. And like like Jarell and I always encourage our clients and like we always say time and time again, and you probably get sick of it, is have a plan and make that plan work for you. And I'll say this, you know, I think Brittany really, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Always, I think we've said it before and I'm going to continue to say it. Begin with the end in mind. And when you're able to identify that endpoint, you can reverse engineer the plan, right, step by step to where you are today. And I've I've said this, and I think you hear it in the media, but they're they're projecting a, a global recession. And I'm not here to pander or prounce around the idea of fear or fate, you know, stuff like that. But I think what's important is to understand is to plan accordingly, right? And buying a home, this is a big investment. Not many people in this world get the opportunity to make a half a million, $800,000 investment into their future. So what becomes so vital, right, is creating a plan that works for you. Don't over leverage. And I, I will say this because this is something that I have um, have been truly blessed with is I and 
I hope I don't get taken out of context, but I truly believe the greatest wealth hack is having a partner, ha- uh, uh, being married and being aligned in vision and thought, what we're working towards. So there's no arguments when we need to add more to our emergency fund. There's no confusion when we're like, look, we need to double down in this area because this is what we're doing. We understand the value of buying real estate and waiting Why? Because we've seen what it's done with our first property. We see what it's doing for us now. And the encouragement, right? We want to provide encouragement for you as the listener. The encouragement is, well, Jarrell, Brittany, I don't know where to start. You know, sometimes you just got to reach out to have a conversation. I don't care if you don't use me or use us. I just want to have a conversation so you can understand where the starting point begins. Obviously, we're so inundated with information. You can go on any Google site and look up 40 different mortgage companies and contact somebody back in Ohio, and you might not get the best information that's necessary for you. But sometimes we need to meet with people in person, have a real conversation, and say, here's my goal. I want to buy a house before the end of the year. I want to be in home before the holidays. Okay, that is a very aggressive goal. But with that aggressive goal, are you ready for the aggressive work that's going to come? Because here's the thing. Yes, interest rates are at like a five, eight, six right now. That's okay because we know it's not going to stay there forever. They're projecting quarter two next year. It's going to drop in the mid fours, low fives. Hey, if that number is at a six for you, refinance after your seventh month as long as you're mortgage ready and adjust so that number becomes more fit for what you're trying to do in your monthly. And I know sometimes it can get, you know, when we're talking specifically about the interest rate, right? Like Jarrell just shared, it's in the mid fives right now, higher fives projected to go even higher, where I think it there's some confusion around, oh, the interest rate is high right now. It's technically not. They're no. still historically low. But I think what happens is that, right, as a society, when we see the interest rate during a global pandemic, for instance, an event happen and it goes to 2%, 2.3%, that in our mind is set as a regular standard of, well, it's that that's the lowest, right? So anything above 2 or 2.3%, I'm going to just consider high, which is really not the right mindset to have if you look at the past 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 years where we're sitting at right now. What we hear every single day from different folks that we're talking with is, oh, oh, it's, it's, it's high right now. Well, it's technically not. Now, if you're stating that it's higher than what we saw in 2020, that's a very valid statement. But what was happening in 2020 is not the same thing that is happening right now, right? We're in 2022, almost approaching 2023. And just like the shift and things happen with everything, the market is constantly changing. So I think you really just have to look at that framework because I very I very much disagree with the statement that they are high right now. Yes, they're, they're higher than what they've been in the past two years. But if I'm looking at the span of 30 to 40 years, 
they're technically still very low. And essentially, when you think of purchasing a home, your mortgage is uh, the most common one is a 30-year fixed mortgage. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if you were to purchase at this point, at this rate, just imagine in 30 years how much that property is going to gain in equity, especially if you make some little modifications to it, upgrades to it. And then what is that interest rate then going to look like in 30 years? Is that going to be considered still low or is that still going to be considered high? Some food for thought. The real estate algorithm that we've created and told ourselves is buy real estate and wait, right? And this market and and, in everyday life, we understand it's hard for people to understand that concept. And it's okay because it took us a little while to get to that concept. But the one thing I want to point out is we got to start making smarter investments because we're so quick to go get a new car, a brand new car, when the interest rate on that is ridiculous in comparison to the investment and asset ability or your growth of the asset in a house. I'm not going to get on there and preach and teach and do all this, but I do want to share this. Do not wait for the next recession to make your move. Don't waste this recession that we just experienced, right? Don't waste this opportunity that just came to us, right? When everybody's running left, you go right. When everybody's running right, you go left. When it's time for you to buy a home and you know in your heart it's time to buy a home, sit down and start the process and have a conversation. Don't look at houses on Zillow for $8 million when we got 20 bucks in our savings account. We need to be real with ourselves and have these real conversations. And that's why Brittany and myself are here. We would love to meet with you for coffee. We would love to talk to you over the phone. We would love to give you some pointers that we focus on, right? Or how to make this make sense for you. You know what? Maybe it's smart just to start in a condo before you go into a single family residence. That provides an extra layer of security for you if you're an individual. With that being said, we're always grateful for you to tune in. The real estate algorithm is real and will continue to be that equation that we avoid in our lives. As always, you can reach out to us across all social media mediums uh, at Low Property Team. And if you have any questions, you can always touch base with us on the website, www.lowpropertyteam.com. Take care. Tune in on the next show. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, help or resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.